Hello everyone, I'm Courtney and welcome to the Strategic Slept Podcast, liberating you from societal constructs through strategies and conversations to live life on your terms. This podcast covers all things sex, money, confidence, dating, growth, and mindset to help you consciously evolve. Every Monday, I will bring you a topic, guest, or thought to question the world around us because let's face it, we're all sluts for something or someone, so let's be strategic ones. Hello, hello. Happy Monday. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. As a quick announcement before we get into the episode, I want to let y'all know that my episode on Not All Millennials with Kaya has come out and I'll put a link in the description so you can guys can go check that out. Kaya was on the first episode of this year, so I just wanted to plug her podcast really quickly and it was really fun. It's nice to be a guest on a podcast as a fellow podcaster because you don't have to do the heavy lifting. You just get to talk about yourself. (laughs) So that was fun. So thank you guys for your support as always. Today, I want to talk about rejection. I was recently inspired by one of my girlfriends this past week. She was letting me know something that had gone on and um, she was disappointed to say the least. And I said, you know, I'm sorry to hear that. I don't know. There's not much I can say that will make you feel better. But the thing that I kind of live by, the motto I live by is that rejection is redirection. And the impact that that motto had on her and how much it helped just like really shift the mindset made me kind of remember how helpful this motto is, I guess, and how much it's really helped me kind of go move through feelings of rejection and disappointment and any of the stories we kind of tell ourselves that are wrapped up within those situations. I know for me, when anything happens along rejection, like our ego takes a hit, it's natural for that to happen but it's how we react to it and what we can do with it so I wanted to talk about rejection today um, and really how to kind of move through it in a strategic manner I have definitely had you know tons of situations of rejection in both professional personal romantic settings and I guess I'm early in my early 20s but there are things that I wish I'd known then what I know now um, that could save me a lot of pain so I just you know want to pass it on to anyone listening and hopefully this helps so I think that rejection is something that has a different scale too Um, different little you know situations can teach us a lot and the small rejections can maybe not feel like as much but it can take little hits to our ego where then one one huge thing happens, it's like so overwhelming. And it's really how we deal with that and how it impacts our self-worth and what we kind of like, how we literally process the information. So I really wanted to talk about this today because there's a lot obviously going on in the world right now still. I don't, it feels like we're literally never getting out of this and Um, I know that one day, every day is closer to getting out of it, but it feels like the world is against us sometimes. Sometimes we can feel like we're cursed, bad luck, you know, and it's just, it's not a productive way to look at life. And as much as I always want to tell people to feel the feelings, it's also like, how can we feel the feelings and not totally shift our, you know, sense of self or our like vision of life? I know for me, the last few weeks have been honestly the most brutal. I don't want to get into it or, you know, have a whole sob story about it, but I've had a rough couple of weeks and reminding 
myself on how we find hope in times of hardship was a really interesting thought because I haven't really had to think of hope and faith in a long time. And I'm not religious by any means, but we all hold on to some sort of hope in some sort of format to basically keep us going. And I think that our perspective on life can shift when a ton of shit happens, you know, (laughs) when we keep feeling like we're getting rejected or failing or all of these things, it can really shift the perspective. And, and I, anyone listening to this podcast, I know values their life and the quality of life that they have and their responsibility that of things that they can control and trying to find new ways to improve themselves at all points. And I think being able to move through rejection is really important because it can help kind of, I guess, tackle the larger things at life, such as a global pandemic, when there's minimal uh, individual control that we have over. Obviously, it's a collective responsibility that we can all tackle this together. So it's just a lot. So I guess my first thing is that not everything needs to make sense right now. Um, When things happen, sometimes you're going to question, like, at least I know I find myself questioning, why is this happening to me? What is this trying to teach me? Like, why universe? Why? You know, really going down this path of like, what the fuck am I supposed to learn here? Because there's got to be a reason. I know for myself, I know that I believe that everything does happen for a reason, but then trying to figure out what that reason is can sometimes be, uh, it's something that we can fixate on if we're trying to like find the positivity in it, even though we haven't even experienced the negative like experience fully yet, you know? So for example, I fucked up my ankle back in early December and I remember just bawling on my way to the hospital with my dad and I'm like, why is this happening to me? Like, what did I do? I've been working so hard. I'm in such a good like kind of thing right now. Why is this happening? What did I do to deserve this? And I was going down this mental warfare of just like trying to figure out the purpose. And the thing was, I jumped to questioning that before I even experienced it in the sense of like, I hadn't even made it to the hospital yet. (laughs) I didn't even know what was going on with my ankle, if it was broken or anything. I had no idea. And um, there was something on TikTok that I found really fascinating. It said, if, you know, whatever you're going through right now, what if you just waited one year before questioning what the purpose was, what it served you in your life? You know, what were the lessons that you learned? What were the blessings that came in replacement? Like all of these things. And I thought it was such a fascinating concept because we're so quick to kind of, if we, it's almost like this toxic positivity thing, I kind of, um, in the sense of like, what is the purpose? But we haven't even like just sat with it yet. And then we're jumping to just get over the experience. And um, yeah, so anyways, not going to fixate on that too much, but there is this thing of this like waiting a year and I thought that that was such a cool thing because realistically when I think of anything that's happened in my life whether it's like the most heart-wrenching to the little inconveniences of life I think of a year later what that looks like and it's usually been some of the greatest lessons of my life and it's you know doesn't deplete the heartbreak that can come from certain experiences But there's always something there. And 
I know that when things happen, uh, especially in like the workforce too, I, I know a lot of people are struggling in finding a job or getting laid off and things like that with the current circumstances. So that's a very applicable thing too of like, you know, I'm working this hard. I have this background and I da 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 da. Like there's all these things that's like, am I not enough? And we almost question our own capabilities when we feel like we're getting rejected countless times. Same thing in the dating world of, you know, why can't I find a good person? Like, are they all assholes? What's wrong with me? Maybe I'm the asshole. And you just go through this like mental warfare of questioning everything that you know and believe in. And it's just, it's not a good feeling for one. And two, it's not productive. It doesn't actually uh, propel us forward in life. I mean, it's great to stay self-aware, but it's also like, how can we take control of the circumstances? So what really sits with this type of topic is the responsibility of thoughts. Like when something happens, let's say you get a rejection letter from a job you just interviewed to, or you got broken up with by a guy you had been seeing for a couple months. Let's say those things happen, you're like, what you're literally going through the thought pattern of, oh my God, why is this happening? What did I do wrong? What is, what, like, what is my role here? All of these questions that you basically tell yourself. And the thing is, your thoughts are completely valid. Your feelings are valid. But what narratives are you actually telling yourself? And are you believing them? And how are you processing this information? Like, if you're telling yourself that you're not worthy of love, you're not worthy of success, you're not worthy of get landing the dream job or landing the job that's a stepping stone, like, that's where things get really sticky because then we're literally depleting everything we know about ourselves. And it affects our confidence, it affects our, our ability to move forward, and it actually can hinder how we feel about hardships and how we like literally conceptualize when shit happens to us and how we experience it, um, we can either take no responsibility for it or too much responsibility and it just hinders that moving on process. And my hope with this episode is that we can just kind of analyze how we may you know, conceptualize these types of experiences and hopefully make it an easier process to go through because we're all, we all go through rejection at some points in our life for various reasons, for, through various experiences, various, you know, severities, but either way, it's a normal thing to face. And I thought this little quote that I saw on TikTok the other day was like a little reminder. I saw it actually earlier today and it said the plan is to move move out move on move up move smarter and I loved that because it just was this thing of like are we staying sedentary in this pain you know are we just like letting the shit define us and that's where it it hurts like that's where when you maybe are getting rejected after like each guy each job each whatever you literally question everything you know about yourself and then it kind of can hinder our impact to do whatever we feel as if we want to do, whether it's to like love someone or to really apply our skill set to a job that you know you'll be great at. And it's really a difficult thing to swallow. So I think the moving on process is really interesting. Um, I know in my hardships that I've faced, 
there has been an inability to move on quick sometimes if it felt like it was coming at me and my ego. And I think the ego is always so fascinating because we can get so wrapped up in it. We can really um, force a lot of decisions based on this. And I actually, there's a book by Ryan Holiday called Ego is the Enemy. Uh, That's a really great read or listen if you're interested in learning more about that and how it can control basically our entire lives. But anyways, it's just like, taking out these stories that we're telling ourselves and the narratives like when we are rejected by a partner are we telling ourselves that we're not worthy of their love are we telling ourselves that we were too much too clingy too not not enough like not loving enough not showing care um as much as they needed like we can go through all of these things and make ourselves go fucking crazy trying to literally do things for other people and seek that validation but what validation are you seeking within yourself and that's the thing is like if you know you're a good person you know you've done you're you're proud of who you are you're you're working hard whatever it may be let's say it's in a romantic like dating situation and you showed up in every way that you think you could have then it's not on you it it's not on you at all it's typically about the other person Same thing with jobs. Like if you're doing everything you can to get those jobs, it's just like, it just didn't work. And that's fine. And you learn what you need to learn from it, whether it's fixing up your resume or tackling an interview better, whatever the hell it is, those experiences always shape our world after the fact, you know? And it's so funny. I was talking about a girlfriend, um, I was talking to a girlfriend about just the job market and all these things and Um, it's pretty hard for like people who have especially graduated in 2020 and literally coming from like the academic lifestyle of where you're seeking validation and approval through grades and like tasks that are very timed and it's just so specific to um, a certain structure that is beyond your control but you sign up for it and especially if you've been in school your whole life like for me I've been in school since I was four years old and then getting out of university, you're, you don't even know what like regular timeline life looks like because you've never experienced it. And that was really weird to kind of like come out of school and be in a pandemic. And I remember talking to a girlfriend and I was really busy at the time. I had a ton of shit going on with jobs and the podcast and all these things and she didn't have anything. And she was just kind of like just begging to get something for her. You know, one opportunity was just all she wanted. And then sure enough, within a couple of weeks, she had so many opportunities she didn't know what to do with. She had to turn down some jobs. And I remember laughing with her and I'm I'm like, I told you, you just had to have a little faith. You know, timing was going to work out for you. And it just having that trust in yourself and not only in in yourself, but also just the universe that like you are showing up and it's all going to work out the way it needs to. And that was something so funny that I was telling them to do that, but I have a hard time doing that myself. I very much want things now and when people tell me to be patient, it literally feels like they're coming to attack me and I know I need to work out (laughs) with my therapist about it, but I think it's because it feels like it's a dismissive type of thing. Um, And I think for me, like my identity has always been wrapped up in with what I do and kind of what I, like my work, that me not doing those things can be very confusing 
and if there's any rejection anywhere else, that's really confusing. So it makes me feel like I'm behind in life and it gets so deep to that point where it's so dramatic of like, (laughs) if I can't do this, you know, what else can I not do? I'm not capable of anything. And you go down the fucking just drain of this terrible, terrible cycle, basically. Um, But there was this other thing that I caught myself thinking about and I actually posted an Instagram story a while back on it because I thought it was so kind of like cliche for life, but also very reassuring. And it was in between, you know, Ontario's lockdown one and lockdown two when the gyms were open. I went to a spin class. It was maybe one of two that I went to in the times that the gyms were open. And there, the bike that I was on, um, it was like a new class I had never been to before. And the bike actually showed these colors and it would light up with how hard you were working. So if you were like, let's say it was flashing green, it meant you were very slowly pedaling and it would like increase in color. So green, then yellow, then orange, then red kind of thing. And if you were in the red, you knew you were like busting your fucking ass getting to the finish line kind of thing. Um, And I thought about like, what if we were able to see how effective we're being based on those analogies? Like, we don't have any meter to say what are we, like how far we're moving. And I think that's the hard part, but I think we need to trust more in ourselves and the universe and just like the world, whatever you believe in, that the timing will work out for you. And when things don't go your way, when you get setbacks, rejections, um, anything that kind of is a step back from what you think you should be doing, it can feel very defeating. But what if you just have that one setback, you learn that thing, and then you're propelled three steps forward? I wish they like could talk less vaguely, but I'm just trying to make it applicable to whatever your situation is. And I think that the it's it's such a thing with in motivation too of trying to find the discipline and when you're feeling like the process is just like not working no matter what you do um managing your emotions is really difficult because it is easy to feel like it's not working out for you um and I think that part of that is just focusing on what you can control But also knowing that just trusting in the process, basically. I know people say that it's very much like hustle culture, like hashtag grind, hashtag trust the process. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's part of like the journey, you know? Oh, I love the J word. But it's so funny when you do make it over that hump of that really bad experience and then you look down, you look back at it, whether it's weeks down the road, months, years, you're like, holy fuck, if that hadn't happened, I wouldn't have had whatever it is. You think, I hear this in like love stories all the time too. If I hadn't had this and this and this, I wouldn't have met that person. And I think it's just kind of a beautiful thing. And I know that it's very like woo woo and like trying to um, see the positives in life and whatever. But what other choice do we have? Like as much as I want to validate feeling the feelings and I love, you know, like self-deprecating humor all the time, but to really go down into it and how it affects our ability and our action in life, like why are we using our thoughts to perpetuate narratives that just are simply not true? 
you know, I always ask myself, like, how proud my younger self would be. And when I think of that little girl, I cry every time I think about it because I know that the, like, even 10, 15-year-old girl would be so, so proud of the 22-year-old woman I am now. And I can't wait for my 22-year-old self to, or to look back on my 22-year-old self at, like, 30 and 35, 40, and just, you know, always reflecting back because I think we're often doing a lot better than we ever really recognize, you know? And I don't know who needs to hear this, but you're doing great. You're on the right path. And if you're not on the right path, you will figure it out for yourself. There will be time and opportunity that will show itself and you will be able to make the decisions. And whatever decisions you make, you need to trust that you are making the right decision despite what everyone tells you, despite whatever feels unnatural because of societal expectations or whatever the fuck it may be. Like, honestly, I'm so sick of, like, the trajectories we literally perpetuate in our own heads of just, like, I can't do this because of X. Like, you know what? We need to just tell ourselves to fuck, fucking shut up sometimes. <laughs> like, I know for my own self, I have, I'll have these goals and then I get the fear that's, you know, creeping in the mind. And do you ever find yourself self-sabotaging where you, you know, you ask your person who you know is living the life that's the opposite of what you want and you ask them about your idea just so you know internally that they're going to shut it down and basically psych you out of it. It's a thing that we do. It's a thing that we often do. And we psych ourselves out of all of these things because of the stories we tell ourselves. And rejection is redirection every time, through and through. And honestly, I truly believe that when there is a lesson that we need to learn, I truly believe that it'll continue to repeat itself and present itself until you learn the lesson. And that has come up in my life many times. And even in life in general, I find the self-awareness key to be really interesting in the sense of the in the last few like few months I was on dating apps and stuff like that kind of just fucking around having fun talking to people but then like not ever messaging them back after a day you know how dating apps work and there was this one guy who I was getting along with really well I was texting him every day we had like the greatest banter whatever and I liked him as a person he's still a great person like no word of a lie at all. But the one thing I wanted to just share with this thing was I felt really insecure when he wasn't replying back. And it was a reminder for me that I haven't even met this person um, in real life. Like we've literally only texted and FaceTimed. And it's just like, I'm getting attached without even knowing this person. And that for me was a recognizing moment of like, oh, you need to step away from dating for a little bit to recognize why you get these anxious attachment styles and what about it is making you insecure when you're entering them. And then the minute that I like recognized that, I deleted my dating apps and I've been focusing in on myself. And to be able to like, really dig into deep of why those little things, like if he doesn't text back for a few hours, why it impacts your self-worth is so fucking important because the bigger things of like when you get completely blindsided, you know, maybe down the line by a partner, you're 
gonna be even more like destroyed than the minor things of like a guy you don't know is isn't texting you back (laughs) you know and I don't want to like make it so dramatic but in the moments we can kind of basically prepare for the worst. So how I look at it is I like to be proactive, not reactive. And if I am already noticing that I've had a bad track track record with choosing like dickhead guys, then I want to make my basically sense of self, sense of self-worth and be really clear on my intentions really, really strong so that when I do go back into the dating world, basically once all this shit's over, because you can't meet anyone anyways, and hashtag stay the fuck home, um, it's one of those things that it's like, I want this to be almost like bulletproof, where I'm so clear on my intentions. I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to waste anyone else's. I don't want to cause myself stupid pain just because I'm bored. And I think we can also do that too. If we're feeling like we're not challenged enough in life, we can literally set up drama for ourselves just to get a little, just to feel something. And it's such bullshit. We're better than that. We're so much better than that. And I just think that this is such a crazy time to really sit with our shit, sit with who we want to be. And, you know, I, I think when it comes to dating specifically, we can get really caught up in why someone maybe didn't choose us or whatever it is within the rejecting thing. Maybe they fucked you over. Maybe they wouldn't even give you a chance. Like, who knows? But the it's not a reflection of the love that you have to give. It's a reflection of them and their own shit. And it doesn't make them a bad person. It doesn't mean that they're trying to be a total piece of shit. They're literally just dealing with whatever they need to. Um, They may not even be aware of it, honestly. So it's just not your problem and you need to step away from it and know that your self-worth isn't determined by that. And you need to work on that the, the knowing the fact that you didn't lose them, they lost you. And I think that that is a huge, huge thing of like, whatever it may be. I remember I got rejected from like a really stupid job. Like I felt like I was already sacrificing my pride by doing this like job and this job interview um months and months ago and I didn't then I got the rejection letter and I laughed so hard because I was like what the fuck really bro like I am so overqualified for this job and it was just funny because on like the store is closed um a few weeks later with lockdown anyways and I definitely didn't want the job at all and it actually during that time like things unraveled in the way that I think they needed to because it just it was a very pivotal time for kind of figuring out my shit and like what I wanted to do and stuff like that so it was just so funny because at the time I was like wait am I like am I just being cocky like is this a humbling moment for me (laughs) and no it was just it was very clear of like oh you were belittling yourself and um We don't like coming out of desperation. You know, we don't make decisions from a scarcity mindset, from a, from a literally just desperate vibe. Like that's, it's not good energy. So I guess with all of this, I want to ask you what you're letting go of today. What are you choosing to let go of? Is it comparison? Is it your ego, your failures or your fear of failure, guilt, shame, judgment, limiting beliefs, external validation, 
Expectations, that's a big one. Your need to control, your need to be right, your need to be liked, old heartbreaks, overthinking, self-doubt, resentment, toxic and fake people. Like what is it today that you're choosing to let go of? How can you make this experience today a little bit easier on yourself? Because life's fucking hard sometimes, you know? Sometimes you feel like you're just getting kicked down one thing after another. I know leading up to my birthday last year was like probably the hardest time of my life. And there was just thing after thing after thing. And I felt like I couldn't fucking breathe, you know? It was like I was getting pushed underwater and there was no life jacket in sight. And then I'm looking back now six months later and I'm so thankful for everything that happened because I would not be where I am today. I wouldn't have learned the lessons I need to learn, at least not as quickly. And it absolutely propelled me forward, even through all the heartbreak, even through all the pain. And I know that this is getting real preachy, but honestly, that's what I'm here for. I don't care anymore. If I'm preachy, I'm preachy, okay? I just, I really want to, I use this platform 100% for self-serving purposes in the sense that when I speak on this mic, I It's therapeutic for my own self. And if it can help or entertain or inspire even just one person, that's really fucking cool to me. And I just, I don't know everything, but there's some tidbits that I've learned and analyzed and information I've sought out that has helped me. And I would just hope that it has, you know, done something for someone else. And I think that if we can work to making the life that's already kind of difficult um, for so many various reasons, just slightly easier, especially on our own selves of letting go of our own mental shit, the shit that we're causing in our own head, the stories we're literally telling ourselves, that's, that's huge. And the minute that you can start to analyze how, I guess, your role is in how you experience life, especially sweating the small stuff. If you talk to anyone who's in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, anyone who's your grandparents' age, like, they always preach to not sweat the small stuff. And I just want to think about it because I think sometimes it feels really large to us at the time. I remember, you know, if I look back at even just the guys I dated in university and, like, the bullshit that I allowed to be put through and the tears that I cried over them. Like, the men who didn't even know how to drive, okay? Like, it just wasn't up to standards. And I let myself kind of just be in pain over men that I really didn't even want. Like, there was definitely no future there, but yet I was still crying. And it's just, it's stupid. I think it's this whole podcast, and if you know me, I'm very choosy about what I give my fucks about. You know, it's not about not giving a fuck. It's about choosing where you give your fucks and what you allow into your energy, your space, your time, your money. That's what's strategic. And if you're feeling right now like kicked down by life, I feel you. It's, yeah, it's a hard fucking time, okay? But this is not going to last forever, Everything is temporary. And I would just encourage you to question what you have faith in, like what you know 
you believe in life, whatever it may be, what you value. A really good book that changed my perspective on like hope and faith and all those things was Everything is Fucked by Mark Manson. He basically talks about like historical events and how people literally survive through it, through like wars and famine, natural disasters, like historical threads. And he kind of analyzes why today's generation, specifically in North America, are, you know, known as the most like depressed, anxious, over warriors, like people. Um, This was also pre-pandemic, so (laughs) quick context note, but... um, why like we're we're actually historically in the best position we've ever been but yet we're so unhappy and like why that is and where we can derive hope from and basically like how it affects literally the entire world it's so fascinating and I think it really kind of takes you out of your own self there's a lot of self-help books out there I almost like to see it from the historical like standpoint I know something that helps me when I'm just feeling down in whatever way whether it's sadness anger any kind of pissed offness about about life basically it's usually the solution is to get out of myself, like really put myself back out. I Usually it's taking a walk actually to just see other people and question, you know, what their day was like today and what horrible things have happened, but also what beautiful things have happened. What, I, I don't know, and I'm getting real cliche now, really this is us, um, but I just want to really provide any type of rope for people to kind of hang on to in this very difficult time and really remind you that like it's not going to make sense right now whatever you're going through it's not making sense ask talk to me in a year of how it all made sense root for yourself in your story like you're the main character quick reminder you're the main fucking character so there are others rooting for you, okay? Pretend that there is a world that is reading your book and they cannot wait to see what you're going to do and what you're going to accomplish. When the main character of a book or a movie, when they have setbacks, you're just like anxiously waiting. I'm like, come on, get up, get going, get moving, like move forward. And you're just like hoping like they're gonna get it, they're gonna get it. And then once they do, you're like, fuck yes, and you're rooting for them. Do that for yourself. Because especially in times of hopelessness and defeat, you're questioning if anyone wants to see you succeed. And sometimes it feels like that. Sometimes it feels like literally everyone's out to get you, and they're not. (laughs) The world sucks sometimes. But you need to be your own best friend, your own rooting, like, you know, you're, you're the main character. You're not the side piece. You're not the fucking like secondary best friend who only comes up in the movie for two minutes. No, no, no. You're the main fucking character. Act like it. Show up like it. Whew. We're getting real preachy today. My God. Ugh. It's a good, it's a good purge of my thoughts and feelings. And it's very th- therapeutic for my own self. <laughs> but I hope that this was a very helpful podcast. Um, if you want some quick ways, if you're still listening, If you want a couple quick ways to kind of boost your own mood, maybe when you're going through tough shit, I know that these little practices help me kind of get my mood right, get my head right, and kind of just get back in the game, basically, if I'm not feeling like myself. The number one thing is dancing. Literally put on some fucking music and dance. Dance it out. Let it out. 
Dance as awfully as you can. Make yourself laugh. Make yourself smile. Dance sexy in front of a mirror. Make yourself shake that ass and remind yourself who you are. It's fucking phenomenal. It's a beautiful thing to do. You put on some Rihanna. I know my thing right now is that I Am song by Flo Millie. I put it on my strategic site Instagram the other day with the lyrics because it had the beautiful affirmations of, you know, I am rich. I am, what is it? I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am rich. I am that bitch. I'm going to go get that bag and I'm not going to take anyone's shit. So just like really put on some music and feel your things. You know, I Am's a good one. Good Days by SZA is living in my playlist on repeat. I swear to God, it's going to be the song of 2021 on my Spotify wrapped next year because it's a good one. Um, and it makes me feel type of way. But maybe I should start a Spotify strategic slap playlist for all the people who want to feel like a strategic slut. I kind of like it. It's bad bitch vibes. I'm into it. I'm going to sit with that and let me know if that's something you'd be interested in. But that's the first thing. Second thing, make yourself feel cute. Whatever that means. For me, it's skincare. Do your skincare. Wash your hair. Okay. That's all you need to do. Honestly, it's a pandemic. We don't need to do it much more, but just like put on some deodorant, brush your teeth, do your skincare, wash your hair if you feel like you need to. Maybe just do some dry shampoo and just feel okay. Maybe even add on some perfume. I know that perfume's expensive and it feels stupid in this current day and age, but if you can associate that scent with, you know, life pre-pandemic of like going out and about, it might just make you feel a little bit better. And I would say the third thing is immerse yourself into something that you find fascinating, something you're passionate about, something you want to learn, something you want to get good at. For me, it's always surrounding myself around this shit of reading every morning and typically every night as well, listening to podcasts that you love, consuming content of people that you enjoy. You are the top five people you surround yourself with. So especially in these types of situations of not having any human connection, at least in person, you know, what, what people are you consuming online? Because that can really affect your energy and um, yeah, just... Remind yourself that there's so much to look forward to and your capabilities and opportunities are endless. Just because this year or this month or whatever feels like a write-off, whatever, it's fine, okay? Like, it's not a waste. You're not wasting your 20s away. You're not wasting your 30s away. You're living in a moment. You're doing what you can. You're doing your best. And if you're not doing your best, strap up and let's go get doing your best. Oof, that was kind of cringy, but we're here for it. It's fine. All right. I'm getting off the mic because I can't listen to my own voice any longer. Catch me on Instagram at strategic slut or at the not so average betch. If you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, if you could give it five stars rating, that would help me tremendously. And if you really love this, if you could share it to your story, share it with a friend who might need to hear it, that would be amazing. It helps the podcast grow organically. If you're listening on Spotify, hit that follow button so that you get notified every time I upload a new podcast. And as always, love yourself, love others, and wash your fucking hands. I'll talk to you guys next Monday. Have a great week.